0: Good evening. Good evening. I'd like to talk to you this evening about a topic that has been personal to me and a challenge for me for many years. If you have the first overhead, please. Reverent fear of our Lord Jesus Christ and the pursuit of wisdom. During this time, I have routinely questioned myself to determine if I really understand the Lord's abdomission to reverently fear him. I have concluded, I dropped it, excuse me. I have concluded the action of fearing the Lord promises to have remarkable outcomes for each of us, namely wisdom.
1: I got it on, James,
0: but nothing's happening. Oh, okay. Thank you. What is reverent fear? I'd like to try to define reverent fear in biblical terms. A fear of God is not negative, but of a positive attitude of reverence, which helps us ascribe to God his due omnipotence, sovereignty, and supremacy. If God is indeed absolute, infinite, and supreme in all things, he deserves to be given all honor, glory, and respect, obedience, submission, surrender, and homage. From uh, Strong's Concordance, the Greek word "eulabē" is translated reverence. In a scriptural context, reverence is synonymous with caution, intended to cause us to be wary and unwilling to take risks in our relationships with our Lord Jesus. To The use of the word reverence also implies a godly abnomition of holy caution. A healthy fear of the Lord will keep us from pursuing harmful thoughts, activities, And conduct that leads to personal sin. This is not to say that we will not sin for we will but we know that when we do sin we can confess it before our Lord and be forgiven by his grace. It should teach us a healthy respect for the truth and that there are stronger and more powerful spiritual entities than we are in creation primarily of god but also in the spirit world around us solomon wrote that if we want to be wise we must fear the lord and if we want to fear the lord in the way he intends we have to know him in proverbs nine ten, the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy one is understanding and basically this verse teaches us that a fear of god is foundational to true wisdom All other types of learning are worthless unless built upon a knowledge of the Lord himself. Reverent fear can be the beginning of wisdom. Psalm 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. And knowledge and understanding of the Lord's word only comes when taught by the Lord's spirit. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And the following verse implies a spiritual continuity inspired by the Lord himself. In Proverbs 14.27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain, fountain of life to turn one away, From the snares of death. How is relevant fear defined by the Bible? Well, before we can understand how the fear of the Lord leads to wisdom, we need to first look at what the Bible means by fear in the context of His Word. In the Bible, the words translated fear can mean several things. It can refer to the terror arising from perhaps a frightening situation. In Deuteronomy 2.25, This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven, who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. It can mean respect in the way a servant fears and respects his master and say it serves him faithfully. And in Joshua twenty four fourteen, now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river, and in Egypt serve the Lord. Fear can also denote awe in a person, if a person feels, when a person feels awe in the presence of a surpassing godly greatness. And Isaiah 6, 5, So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The fear of the Lord is often a combination of all of these aspects. Fear of the Lord can also be defined as the continual awareness that our loving Heavenly Father is watching and evaluating everything we think say and do he hears every word we say in matthew 12:36, but i say to you that for every idle word men may speak they will give account of it in the day of judgment he knows every action or deed we perform and we cannot hide in psalm 139 2 you know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. He will also constantly test our motives. And in Jeremiah 12:3, "But you, O Lord, know me, you have seen me, and you have tested my heart toward you. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter, and prepare them for the day of slaughter." In order to, for us to develop a reverent fear of the Lord, we must recognize Him for who He is. We must try to glimpse with our spirit the power, might, beauty and brilliance of the Lord God Almighty. In Revelation 11:17, we give thanks, O Lord Almighty, o, God, o Lord, God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. When we fear the Lord, we have a continual awareness of him, a deep reverence for him, and a sincere commitment to obey him. And in Hosea 12.2, that is the Lord God of hosts. The Lord is his memorable name. Reverent fear is not the work of our own hand, but a spiritual work through faith, hearing the word. And so moving to wise versus a foolish life. The following verses will give us some added insight by contrasting and extreme differences between wisdom and foolishness. In Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. There is a clear and sharp contrast between the wise life and a foolish life a wise person fears and reverently obeys our lord a fool despises god's instruction and cannot be told what to do the wise person is wise because he begins to humble himself before god the fool has no foundation on which to build wisdom in romans 1 21 to 22 we read because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. This verse describes people who try to obtain wisdom while ignoring God. It cannot be done for the simple reason that God is the source of all wisdom. To pursue wisdom, Through godly fear, we must not try to recreate God in our own image. If we try to redefine the Lord Jesus to a lesser God, that's using small g, in an attempt to make ourselves feel more comfortable, perhaps, making him a permissive buddy who exists simply to bless us and give us what we want, we will never fear him in the way he deserves to be feared. The Lord God Almighty is beyond imagination greater than that, and the fear of the lord begins when we see him in his majesty and power in the revelation in revelation 4:11 you are worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created the lord gave job and in turn gives us a glimpse of his power In Job 42:12, then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do anything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Proverbs 3.13, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. When the reality of God's true nature has caused us to fall down in worship, we are then in the right position to receive wisdom. Wisdom is seeing our lives from God's perspective and responding accordingly. Wisdom is a priority, and we are told to seek it above all else. In Proverbs 16, 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. until our hearts are in the right relationship with god we are not able to have the wisdom that comes from heaven in james three seventeen, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable gentle willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without partiality without hypocrisy without the fear of the lord we might gain knowledge of earthly things and make some practical choices for this life but by, now, by, by denying God, we are missing the one essential that will enable us to grow as wise disciples. In Psalm 14:1, the fool said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. In the parable of the rich man, rich far, farmer in Luke 12, 16 to 21, the rich man had a wise and practical plan for his own profit but god said to him you fool because the farmer's plans were made with no thought of god and eternity in mind and in luke 12:20 but god said to him fool that this night your soul will be required of you then though, then whose will these those things be which you have provided With the fear of the Lord, we will likely make decisions based on the will of God and not on our faulty human understanding of circumstances around us in the world. In Proverbs Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. When we incorporate a fear of the Lord in every moment of our lives, we make decisions Based on his prompting and approval, we live with the knowledge that the creator of the universe is intimately involved in our every thought and action. He sees, knows, evaluates all our choices and we will answer to him. In Psalm 139, 1-4, O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts are far off. You can comprehend my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. Our respect for God's exclusive majesty will cause us to honor him despite our frailties and weakness. In Psalm 29.2, give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Our gratitude for his mercy will cause us to serve him well without hindrance. In Psalm 2.11, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And when the understanding that our God is love is also a God of wrath, should inspire fear in us to help us stay away from evil and sin. In Romans 1.18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In Proverbs 13.20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Sin is foolish righteousness is wise when we allow god's righteousness to prevail we will live righteously we are then on the path to wisdom and everyone in our life lives benefits and in proverbs nineteen eight, he who gets wisdom loves his own soul he who keeps understanding will find good And so finally, brothers and sisters, I would like to share a personal experience of grace of our Lord Jesus Christ with you. Shortly after I met Christ some 25 years ago, someone I love dearly challenged me in a moment of crisis based on that old age old question, you love Christ more than me. I almost responded by saying, oh, no, I love you more. However, seconds before the words were to leave my lips, an intangible and subliminal conviction came upon me and I said, yes, you are right. I do love Christ more than you. But now I find that I love you more than I could ever imagined. Some minutes later, that same person urged me to read Psalm 128, even though they had no previous knowledge of that particular psalm. When I opened my Bible and read that psalm for the first time, out loud, I realized that Christ's presence was real, tangible, and ever-present, always willing to rescue, comfort, and assure. Now, if I may, I'd like to share that psalm with you blessings of those who fear the lord blessed every everyone who fears the lord who walks in his ways when you eat the labor of your hands you shall be happy and it shall be well with you your wife shall be like a a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house your children like olive plants all around your table behold Thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord blesses you out of Zion. And may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself bless these words to your hearts. Thank you for listening.